0: Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa Podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. God, we worship you. Why don't you just turn to somebody and give them a hug? Give them a smile, give them a hug. Tell them they look amazing, they smell amazing. Amanda, you are sensational. Love you. You guys can grab your seats. Actually, can we thank the team? These guys are phenomenal. The band do such a good job every week. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. You got anything for me, Drew? A little lead break, a little... Nothing? Nothing? Come on, Drew. Come on, drew Miss. Come on, give us something. <laughs> Love it. Come on, let's thank these guys. They're sensational. Before we get around the word this morning, I just want to say a very, very happy birthday to Lorraine. Come on. Stand up, Lorraine. Lorraine is just a beautiful woman. She's a faithful member of the church. We love you. You are sensational. I want to give you this book, actually, 102 doses of inspiration. Happy birthday. You are the best. Somebody buy her a coffee after or take her out for lunch. And I know I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to tell you her age. Am I allowed to do that, Lorraine? Let me tell you why. She is filled with the spirit of God, she's filled with life, she's filled with optimism and hope and she's 74 years young today and you don't look a day over 60. You are absolutely sensational and we love you. So, happy birthday. Who's enjoying the series we're in? If you're visiting, obviously you don't know what that is, but Reality Bites. So we've talked about, uh, what have we talked about so far? <laughs> Overcoming, emotions. Overcoming emotions, that was me last week. And I over, this week I just, felt, I just felt free, I felt light, I felt like I'd overcome, I didn't cry at all this week. That's an in-house joke, I never cry, um, but I will at some point. What did you speak about? Anxiety. Dealing with, no, dealing with anxiety, overcoming anxiety, fantastic. I'm going to talk about this morning, dealing with disappointment. And uh, I think it's pertinent because every single one of us, every day, faces some level of disappointment whether it's with circumstance, whether it's with others, whether it's with ourselves, I'm disappointed. I thought I'd be further ahead in life. Why do I find myself here? And um, you know, I just think it's, it's a good topic to look at because at some level every day we're facing some disappointment. And disappointment can derail us in life if that becomes the major focus of our life. If I sit in that place where every day I'm disappointed with with my job, or I'm disappointed with my relationship, or I'm dis- if I sit in that place and I focus on that, we've said it before, that we travel in life in the direction of our dominant thoughts. And when disappointment is the dominant thought that I view life through, nothing's good enough, nothing works, nothing satisfies, I'm always comparing and I'm never living. But like I said before is, you know, and, and I mentioned it last week that we, we've got a saying that most men die when they're 30 and we bury them when they're 80. Because they stop living and they just start existing. And I think if we let disappointment take root in our lives, it'll stop us actually living the lives that God has for us and has called us to. Come on here, let's give God a hand this morning. And, and just very quickly, I see, because I've put it in my notes here, I just want to let everybody know, we've been giving towards our vision builders, and, and some people have said, how are we tracking with that? What does that look like? uh, What I want to let you know is currently we've got just over $60,000 sitting in the bank, gaining interest, so the bank is actually giving towards our building fund, which is pretty cool, and um, what I want to let you know is I've got a meeting with Glen Elms, the local Noosa councillor, on the 23rd of August. So the reason I haven't said too much before that was, it was just a long time, he's been travelling interstate, overseas, but that was when I could get the first appointment with him to go and say, give us a building. We want a permanent facility, yeah, that's... I tell you, we've got a few of us that come in and set this up every Sunday morning. So I tell you, if you're an early riser and you want to come to church early and help set up and set the music up and do it, please come along. We welcome you. We'd love you to be here. But I just want to let you know also that that money sits in a designated account, doesn't get touched for anything else. It's set aside for our building to get a permanent facility. Uh, And uh, as soon as we can do that, we're going to do that. Amen? Fantastic. All right. So this morning, dealing with disappointment. Um, Proverbs thirteen twelve says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire comes, it's a tree of life. I love it. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire comes, it's a tree of life. So, so hope deferred or hope pushed aside. Um, you know, we, we lose hope when we're anxious or when we're nervous and when we're, we're worn out. The, the enemy of hope is what we face most days. Uh, The pressures of life, the challenges of life, the expectations of life and other people are always fighting for our, our hope and fighting for our peace and fighting for our joy. So we need to do something and I want to talk to you today about being giant killers. I don't believe it's optional in life to be a giant killer and I'm going to explain this as we go through but we need to be people that bring down giants in our worlds so that we can see clearly the path ahead that God has for us. Um, You know, and and the Bible says that disappointment makes the heart sick. And when we're disappointed, we can become cynical and deflated and negative as a result of what we were hoping for not actually happening. Does that make sense? I thought something would happen. I planned for something to happen. I, I went down this path, which I thought was the right path for my life, and it didn't work out the way I thought it would. Now I'm disappointed. Anybody been there? Anybody, you know, you didn't get the marks for the course, the bank didn't approve your loan, the relationship didn't work out like you thought it would, um, you lost something precious in your world, um, or you found out you were sick. God, I, what does that mean? I don't understand because I'm a Christian. Yeah. Well, well, sometimes life just happens, things happen, life's messy and, and not, not able to be totally controlled by us. So what do I do with that, and how do I deal with that, and how do I move forward in life? And uh, Proverbs 4, starting in verse 20, says uh, that we should guard our hearts with everything because out of it spring the issues of life. How do I deal with disappointment? I've got to guard my heart. Uh, God has given us a soft heart, a heart of emotion, but we have to guard that heart so that I can actually continue seeing clearly. And the reason for that is our attitudes determine everything in life. Most things in life are a matter of perception, what I see, but, but I see based on also what I feel, my emotions, and, and, and it creates a filter in my world that I look through because I feel pain, I then see things through that filter, but, but we've got to guard our hearts so that our attitudes can remain sweet in life. Does that make sense? You know, and it's, it's easy to go, you know what, I've been hurt, I've been disappointed, I'm never going to let that happen again. I'm not going to trust people, I'm not going to step out again, I'm not going to move forward but God is always calling us forward and He's calling us to trust people. You don't, you don't, have, to, you don't have to trust them in every situation if you've been hurt, you've been burnt, you've been broken, we, we love them with the love of the Lord and then we apply some wisdom to our lives but, but Hebrews says don't let go of your hope, don't let go of hope, hope is the anchor for your soul. Hope is the thing that keeps you tracking in life and moving forward in life. So we have to deal with disappointment so I can maintain my hold on hope. It says in Hebrews 6, starting in verse 18, it says, So God has given us both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. I love that piece of scripture. It is impossible for God to lie. If he has spoken a promise into your world, it will come to pass. If he's he's brought something to, God does not lie to any person. God does not lie. It is impossible for him to lie. Uh, Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. I love that. This is a strong sure hope that we can hold on to the hope of God on the inside of your soul will carry you through life carry you through disappointments carry you through storms challenges and whatever comes against you this don't let go of your hope amen Amen. we need to keep our hopes high turn to your neighbor and say keep your hopes up who said it the best I'm going to give this book away this is Glenn Garine's book get your hopes up would anybody like that book do we have a visit yeah fantastic come on come forward Cindy yeah Beautiful, doing our CEC course, are you enjoying the course, yes, is fine. it helping you, yes. fantastic, well get your hopes up, come on everybody one more time, get your hopes up, you know um, I used to fly quite a lot, and I've been on hundreds and hundreds of international flights, all across the globe, to Russia, to Africa, to everywhere, and I, I, I vividly remember one flight to America, it was hours and hours and hours of turbulence, just the plane dropping and lifting, dropping and lifting, and as we came to a landing, it was a really bumpy landing, I think we, we came into Chicago, which is the windy city, the planes go everywhere, yeah. the lady on, the, on the, the air hostess came over the intercom and said, please be careful when unloading the overhead locker, because shift may have happened, and everyone kind of, ah, you know, shift may have happened, Ha! Ah, that's funny, uh, but I started thinking about that comment, shift happens, shift Things moving around. Life happens. Come on, we're not that religious. Life's messy. Things shift and turn and move unexpectedly, generally because of turbulent situations in life. Like I said before, I thought I'd be here, but I'm here. I, I had that house and then lost it and now I find myself over, how did I get here? I had that relationship, that seemed, but now I'm here. I want to encourage us all this morning. God says, all things are working together for your good. So right where you are right now, God is working on your behalf. And despite the fact that you may be feeling some disappointment, God says, this is just part of the journey. This is just the part of the pathway that I have for you. And if you keep walking forward, you will get to that perfect place that I have for you. But don't let the shifts of life, the currents of life, the turbulence of life, take you out from what I have for you. Amen? Have you ever experienced a time when something different to what you anticipated or desired happened? Every one of us has. That's a, it's a silly question. We all have. But there's a saying in life that pain in life is inevitable, but misery is optional. pain in, It's inevitable. We are going to face painful situations. We're going to walk through challenging times. There's going to be Left hooks. There's going to be things that try and take us off course and take us out. That's, that's the devil's job. M- Michelle preached this a few weeks ago. The devil's only job is to steal, destroy, and kill. That's the only reason. The devil exists to steal, destroy, and kill. It's, it's going to happen. We're going to go through fights. We're going to go through, but you don't have to stay miserable the rest of your life. Yeah. You can make a choice. I'm going to deal with what I'm facing. I'm going to get through it. I'm going to get over it. I'm going to come to the other side. And I'm going to live in victory because Jesus Christ. The name above every other name is for me and not against me. Amen? Amen. And uh, so we don't have to be miserable. But let me say this, and I was talking about giants before. I believe that shift in life happens as a result of giants appearing and opposing our God-given destinies, our God-given futures. There's, There's giants of circumstance, giants of opinion, giants of warfare, giants of fear, giants of health, giants of injustice, giants of... Giants present themselves. Anybody hearing me this morning? I've had giants come before and say, you can't do that. You won't achieve that. You won't get through that. This is going to take you out. This is going to flatten you. I'm bigger than you. Giants that appear in front of us, giants of finance. Yeah. A, a speeding fine comes in, an electrical bill comes in, a something comes in, a something else comes in, and you go, what the heck's going on? I can't get through this. It, it's a giant that appears before us trying to bring us to a place of fear and disappointment. But the Bible says, be anxious for nothing. There is nothing in life that warrants your anxiety. God wants you in a position of faith and hope, not of anxiety and worry. He wants you living so full of purpose and vision and hope that it doesn't matter what happens around you, you are charging towards your future in Him. Amen? So can I suggest to you again today, it's not optional to be a giant killer. Every single one of us has to bring down giants. We have to fight. We have to get our victories in life. And God will do what he does, but we have to do what he calls us to do. Amen? Yeah. All right. And here's one thing I was going to say, and I'm not saying this in a hard manner, but life's not fair, but we just have to deal with it. Yeah. Life's not fair, but it's not fair for all of us. It's not We all walk on the same planet. We're all made of the same stuff. We all go through the same situations, different circumstance, context, but we all walk through stuff. Life's not fair. Deal with it. Because we're strong, and we're robust, and we're full of the Spirit of God. And the Bible says that we're more than overcomers. So I don't sit back in that defeat. I don't sit back in that intimidation or in any other thing. I'm I'm an overcomer. I press forward. I take ground. I bring down giants, and I live in victory. So it says in in David, sorry, it says of David in 1 Samuel 17, it says, Now the Philistines gathered together their armies together to battle, were gathered at Socot, which belongs to Judah, they encamped between Socoh and Azekah in Ephestimim. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together, and they encamped in the valley of Elah. They drew up in battle array against the Philistines, and the Philistines stood on the mountain on one side. Israel stood on the mountain on the other side, with a great valley between them. And a champion went out from the camp of the Philistines named Goliath from Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. He had a bronze helmet on his head. He was armed with a coat of mail. He was big, he was mean, he smelt, and he liked to kill people. Goliath, they say, estimated was like like nearly ten foot tall. He had an armor bearer, he had weaponry, he was he was coming out to defy the armies of Israel, and he's saying, give me a man that we should fight. Give me a man so that if if I defeat you, you will be our servants. But if you defeat us, I'll be we will be your servants. And basically to him it was a given. He was going to slay whoever was brought forward. And this went on for 40 days and forty nights. It says that the, 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 um, uh, Goliath and, and the armies would present against Israel for 40 days and 40 nights. So basically, they'd come out and they'd taunt each other. It was a big stare-off, basically, the blue steel. And they were coming out and, we'll beat you, you build it. No, anyway. <laughs> but nothing was happening. It was, it was we're going to take you over, now we're going to take you over. And, but it says that the men of Israel were in great fear. You know, it said Goliath yells out, why have you come out... To line up for battle. Am I not a Philistine and you the servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me. If he's able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and Israel heard these words of the Philistines, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. They were dismayed and greatly afraid. Does that sound like life at times? Life tries to come at you and cause you to be dismayed and greatly afraid. I know I found myself in situations like that where you you don't even know how you got there, you don't even know why you're feeling the way you do, but you're dismayed and greatly afraid, not knowing which direction to go in life, not knowing what to do or to take the next step, because I don't know how to get out of this. Can I encourage you today that God wants to help you get out of your, your situation, get out of your circumstance. He wants to lead you in taking that next step. And the cool thing was that David... David was the youngest of eight brothers, he wasn't even on the battlefield. David's seven older brothers were out there on the battlefield, they weren't fighting, they were having the the stare off, but they were there with the armies in their battle array and they had their armory on and David is at home looking after the sheep, he's writing poetry, he's worshipping Jesus, your name is high above all and and he's just looking after his father and he said, hey son come, I want you to take some cheese and some bread to your brothers, go and take them some supplies, they've been out there for 40 days, this is crazy, go and take them some food. So David does, David just goes on his merry way, he's probably skipping, I don't know, I'm not going to skip, and uh, he was on his way to to war, but he didn't know he was on his way to war, he thought he was just doing what his father had asked him to do. Sometimes we just got to get about life, if you want to overcome, see, if anybody could have been or should have been disappointed, it could have been David, because when they were selecting the next king to be anointed, he wasn't even selected. Or his father brought the, the seven first brothers in and said, him, no, him, no, him, no, him, no, him, no. Do you have anybody else? Is there, is there anybody else? And David, again, was out in the fields. So he could have been disappointed. Go, well, I'm not taking them bread. I'm not taking them cheese. I'm not taking them supplies. You, you guys don't even consider me. Have you ever found yourself in that place where you feel like I'm not even considered in life? I don't even get on anyone's radar. I'm not even acknowledged in life. I'm just out here in the back blocks doing my own thing. So, but David didn't let that attitude come upon him. He dealt with his disappointment, and he moved forward. So he took, he took the uh, supplies to his brothers at his father's request, and it says in verse 23, it says, Then uh, as he talked with them, there was a champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, coming up from the armies of the Philistines. He spoke in, uh, according to the same words, so David heard them. And all the men of Israel, when they saw them in, fled from him because they were dreadfully afraid. So the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man who comes up? Surely... Uh, he has come up to defy Israel and it shall be that the man that kills him the king will enrich with great riches he will give him his daughter and give his father's house exemption from taxes of Israel that's pretty cool you get great riches you you get a wife and you don't have to pay taxes so David's going this is awesome this is fantastic I'm a little shepherd boy writing poetry I'm going to get great wealth I get the girl and I don't have to pay taxes all right let's go what do we have to do and then it says, then David spoke to the men who stood by him, saying, what shall be done for the man? Just, just explain this thing one more time. How does this work? I just have to bring down the giant, and then this is what I get. This is what he's thinking. Ruddy, good looking, red hair, David. Um, <laughs> what shall be done for the man who kills the Philistine and takes away this reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? The people answered him in this manner, saying, so shall it be done for the man who kills him. Uh, so th- now Eliab, his oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men, and Eliab's anger was aroused against David. And he said, Why did you come down here? With whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride, your insolence of heart. You've come down to see the battle. And David said, And David said, What have I done now? Is there not a cause? Can I help you? Uh, can I uh, encourage you today that one thing that will help you overcome disappointment? is to realize there is a cause for your life. You were put on this planet. God has plans and purposes for your life. If you're not there yet, keep walking through because you will, you will arrive at them. There is there is a cause, you, you weren't a cosmic accident. You weren't put on this planet because, oh, oops, I didn't realize Kent was coming along. What is that today? I didn't know he was gonna, God knows you. He knows you by name. He knows the hairs on your head. He knows the plans and purposes he has for you. And I love that because he said, what have I done now? Is there not a cause? Then he turned from him towards another and said the same thing. And these people answered him, as did the first. So what I love here is David is, is a ruddy, good-looking, young boy who loves God, who is, is obedient to his father and just is high on life. He hasn't let disappointment take him out or take him down. He's high on life. And he's coming, he's going, who is this guy that he would defy God? He goes, because I know who I am, and I'm not that much, but I also know who my God is. You see, everybody else saw this as an unfair fight. Because they were fighting the giant, the giant that was 10 foot tall, the giant that was intimidating, the giant that was spitting and swearing and carrying on that had an armor bear. David saw it as an unfair fight because he goes, if God is for me, then who can be against me? If God is with me in the battle, how can I lose? Yeah. You know, everybody's looking at it going, this guy's too big, we can't beat him. David's going, this guy's too big, I can't miss him. I can't miss this guy. This I, I know what I'm good at. I know, I know God is for me and he's with me. And He goes, I can't miss this guy. Tell me one more time. So I'm going to get money and I'm going to get the girl and I don't have to pay taxes on anything. I can do this. But even King Saul was going, you can't do this. He goes, yes, I can do this. He goes, no, you can't do this. So even Saul put all, Saul was in disbelief, unbelief, but, but David was in faith. See, we need faith to overcome disappointment. We need faith that tomorrow's going to be better than today. We need faith that, you know what, my heart's not going to be broken again, that I'm, I'm going to get through, I'm going to get over, I'm going to go to the other side. So David comes along and goes, this is ridiculous. You guys are the, the men of war. You're the, you're the army generals, majors, whatever's, shh, shh, whatever's, I don't know. I don't know my terminology, Nick. You can sort me out later. He goes, let's just fight. Can I encourage you? Sometimes you just got to fight. When you're walking through challenge, when you're not with each other, Jordan and Zoe just looked at each other, not with each other, with your circumstance. you just got to fight. you just got to go to battle. you just got to put your big girl britches on and go out to war. I don't have any of those, do I? No, Melissa's looking at don't talk like that. I love what David did. He, he <laughs> ignored his brother. He ignored that negative voice. He ignored that voice of criticism. He ignored that voice of of condemnation in his world. And as a result, he was overcoming disappointment. He just goes, mate, there's a cause. I'm going beyond what you think of me and what you think I can do. And the awesome thing is David says this. He says, let no man's heart fail because of this uncircumcised Philistine. I'll fight him. And even King Saul said he couldn't, but David knew it wasn't gonna be fair because the the fight was with God and he he was on the other side. And I was thinking through this morning, I thought, just as the giant Goliath that David faced that day we all have giants that we face and they all have similar characteristics the giants that we face today have the similar characteristics that Goliath had that day when when David fought him and the first thing is this that giants are big they're just the big you you will walk through big situations you you will find yourself in scary situations giants are big just acknowledge the elephant in the room I got an issue I got a giant it's, so we, we, we can't ignore what is reality in life and just think it's going to go away, it's not going to be, we have to, we have to acknowledge um, my disappointments are real and they're big and they're genuine and I feel them but now I'm going to do something about it. We are disappointed, okay, now let's deal with it and you know David's not a hero because he killed a midget, <laughs> Goliath was big, Goliath was 10 foot tall. He brought down something that was intimidating and was confronting him. David's a hero because he brought down... They made him king because he brought down giants. Um, because, and, and then the, the armies had to serve the Israelites because of his actions. Can I encourage you today? Face whatever giants you're fa- you, you know, Go to battle with whatever giants you're facing. Amen? Seeing as they look invincible. Verse, verse 5. He had a bronze helmet on his head. He was armed with a coat of mail, the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze, he had bronze armor on his legs, bronze javelin between his shoulder, the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam and his, and his iron spearhead weighed 600 shekels and a shield bearer went before him. You know giants will always come and try and strike fear into the hearts of that they're against, but just because something looks invincible doesn't mean it is. This is with all, all things are possible to those who believe. If you've got God with you, all things are possible. You know, there's, there's a great saying that the bigger they are, the harder they fall. It's, it's a great day, it's a sweet day, it's a sweet victory when you get on the other side and you've taken that giant down. What I love about the story is David not only took him down, he got his stone in his slingshot, put it into the head of that giant, but then it says that he went and he got the, the sword from the giant. He didn't even have a sword, he had, a, he had five stones and a sling. And he went and took the, the weapon off the giant and used it to take his own head off. And then David walked around, you know, with Goliath's head in his hand. Just just walking around going, this, this, i got the giant. I, where, where's the girl? Where's the money? Where, where's, where's the no taxes? I, I like this thing. God wants you to get to a place where you take what the enemy means for evil and turn it around for good. Where you take his own weaponry off him and you slice his head off with it. Amen? Come on. God wants you to strike fear into your enemies, the, the enemies of evil. Third thing is they demand of you. They're in your face and they try and defy you. Have you ever seen that? You know, when you, you, you sit there at night and go, I, I don't know how I can overcome this. I don't know how I can get through this. I've, you know, I've, I've got 10 bills lined up in front of me. I, don't, I, I know what I earn in a week and I know. They try and defy you and say, you're not going to get through. You're not going to make it. You know I, I just did our tax and I thought, oh, I'm going to have a few thousand dollar bill. And I got a few thousand dollar credit and I didn't see it coming. But that made a way for breakthrough in our life. I remember a time where we had um, water leaking into our back door of our house. I'm thinking, man, this is big, you know, I've got floating floors, they're all going to come up. I mean, I rang the, um, the insurance company, I said, oh, well, we'll just do a payout, get all the, get all the, qu-. and the quotes were like $26,000. And uh, I said, okay, they said, do you want the money or do you want us to do the work? I said, what do you mean? I said, is it an option? He said, of course, it's an option. Do you want the money or do you want us to do the work? I said, I'll take the money and, because um, I already had the girl. So I just said, I'll just, ta- I'll just take the money. And uh, and I felt like God said to me, build a pergola. I was like, what? I've got a leak in the. If you build a pergola, you've done away with the problem. So I rang the guy and said, if I fix this anyway, is there an issue? He said, mate, if you're not getting any more money, this is the payout that you're getting to fix the situation. However you fix the situation is up to you. So I built a pergola for four thousand dollars, and they had twenty two thousand dollars to pay off debts. And I was like, God God will make a way. Nothing is impossible. There's giants that stand in front of us that look invincible at times. But when we stand in faith, we can walk through, we can get through challenges we face. And right at that time, I needed the breakthrough of some finance in our world. We've been pastoring for 15, 16, 17 years. And I don't have a Porsche stashed out the back anywhere or a red Ferrari that I drive around on the weekends. It's The Commodore's the Commodore. (laughs) And uh, God comes through. God makes a way. God... God always provides for us, uh, you know, but in verse 10, it says, this, and he stood and cried at the armies of Israel and said to them, why have you come up uh, to line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine? You the, choose a man and we will fight, da but what it, what it basically was intimidation, I'm going to defeat you because I'm bigger than you. Can I encourage you, take your eyes off your circumstance, take your eyes off your disappointment and look to Jesus. Your name is high above all. When you look to Jesus, the Bible says, lift up your eyes to where your help comes from. Your help comes from the Lord. That that when we rely on our own strength, when we rely on our own intellect, or what I have and what I can do, it will never be enough. But when you stand on that solid rock and foundation of Jesus Christ, life will work, and you will get through. Amen? You know, the Bible says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. To, To overcome disappointment, you need to speak to your disappointment. You need to speak to your circumstance, and then you need to speak to your future. There's some of you that need to stop speaking about what you've been through, what you've been, you know, had put upon you, what you've had said about you. You need to start speaking towards your future because your, your future is, is bright. There is hope for the future. Tomorrow is a better day. You know, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I am an overcomer. I'm ahead and not the tail. I'm, a, I'm above and never beneath. You need to start speaking these things into your life, into your circumstances, and watch what happens because reality will be that your life will become what you declare it is, amen, fourth thing is this, giants don't go away, for 40 days and 40 nights the giant says, if giants just don't go, away, you have to bring down your giant, you have to slay that thing, you have to go to battle, go to war and take down that giant, I love what it says in Psalm 23, it says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, don't be a valley dweller, walk through that thing Don't stop in the middle of pain. Don't stop in the middle of disappointment. Don't stop in the middle of defeat. Keep walking through and you will come out to the other side. And and the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I'm looking to Jesus. I'm I'm looking to God to be my sustenance, my provider, my breakthrough, my strength. But I'm walking through. It's God and me. We're doing it hand in hand. We're walking towards that thing that God has for me. But I'm not stopping in the middle. Don't stop. Don't stop walking. Don't stop putting one foot in front. We're, we're, We're a family. We're a community. We believe in you. We will walk with you. We'll hold your hand. We'll lift you up because we know you will do it for us as well when we're going through that challenge, when we're finding ourselves in that valley. Keep walking. Amen? Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, keep walking. You know, can I suggest that the best preacher that day on that battlefield was Goliath? Because he knew who he was. He says, if, if I defeat you, you will serve us the rest of your days. He, pre- he was preaching at David. We need to start preaching at life and preaching at circumstances. I'm going to overcome you. I'm going to overtake you. I'm going to defeat you. And you are going to serve me. The things in life that you defeat will serve you for the rest of your days. They will, they will provide strength on the under, underside of your feet. You will have a solid founder. I overcame that. And now I'm moving forward. I overcame that. Now I'm moving forward. I I was bigger than that, I was stronger than that, now I'm moving forward in life. The things that you defeat will serve you for the rest of your lives, your test will become your testimony, your your mess will become your message, that you can go, this is who I am, and this is what I believe, and this, it'll be the fuel for your future, amen? Let's just have a really quick look, very, very quick look at a few things that help us deal with the giants of life, so that we can overcome disappointments when shift happens. Keep the main thing the main thing. David kept the main thing, the main thing. He wanted to fight uh, Goliath, who was defying God. Eliab wanted to fight his brother because he'd brought him cheese and biscuits. It's like, dude, you're on the battlefield and you've forgotten what's important. In life, face your giants head on. Take them down and move on. Amen? Deal with disappointments and failure. Eliab was still angry because he didn't get selected. He was the oldest brother and he didn't get selected to be king. God said, mate, I don't like your attitude. You, you look good. You're strong. You're, I, don't, I don't like your attitude. I want this guy to be my king. We've got to deal with disappointment. He, uh, Eliab never dealt with disappointment. David did because he goes, well, you didn't even choose me, but then God did. So I'll, I'll just do what he wants. I'll do what dad wants. I'll do what anybody wants. That's, it's all good. Sometimes we just got to flow in life to, to overcome disappointments. And we just got to get a bit flowy a bit flexible, a bit. Oh, that uh, whatever. Yeah, I got hit to the left. Okay, no worries. Oh, I got hit to the right. No worries. Okay, because because then I'm I'm still here. I you know I know people that are far smarter than me, far richer than me. Far that they're not around anymore because they got taken out because disappointment took root in their world. And I just took a hit to the right. And go, oh shit! Does that one hurt? I didn't didn't really like that. But and then I got one over here. And but I'm still here. I'm still standing. I'm still buoyant. I'm still up. I'm still full of hope. I can still see a future. God wants you full of vision, full of faith that you can see tomorrow. I can, I'm telling you, I see this whole hall filled. Yeah. On our good days, I see it filled. On our bad days, I see it filled. I, I, I can see what God is going to, because he's spoken it onto the inside. And that's a hope as an anchor for my soul. So I just, I just cast that thing out. That anchor's already out there into the future. That anchor's a year out. It's two years out. It's three years out. I, and I can hold on to what God's already promised for me because I'm, I'm not disappointed with where I am or what we've done or what we have achieved, haven't achieved. I'm just looking towards what God's promised. Yeah. Amen? And here's one thing I thought. If you don't overcome disappointment, you'll never even make it onto the battlefields of life. Eliab didn't even make it out onto the battlefield because he, he held onto disappointment. When I hold on to disappointment, people will disappoint you. They just will. Life will disappoint you. Circumstance will. Just let it go. I, I, seriously, I'm going to learn that song because every mess I could sing. Let... Help me out. Let it go. Anybody? <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it? Kent. All right. No, good. Stuff goes wrong. Just deal with it. Get good at what you do. David was just good at what he did. He was good at tending sheep. He was good at writing poetry. He was good at playing songs. He was good at um, flinging a sling. He got good at what. what you're good at will get you over what comes against you in life the disappointments that you get good at what you're good don't worry about what you're not good at don't worry about what other people do that you can't do get good at what you do because God will use that in the right time and the right situation you see David didn't need armory David didn't need a saw he just needed to be good at what he was good at and with a sweet spirit and then he turned up and God used him in the moment get good at what you're good at and you'll be able to overcome any disappointments you face in life can I get the team to come back up last thing is this, deal with unbelief. David said, I'll fight this giant. Then Saul said, then take my armory, take my weapon, take some men with you because you can't do it. He says, man, Saul was in disbelief. He had no faith. But David says, man, I've brought down a lion and I've brought down a bear and this giant will be like one of them. And he saw it as an unfair fight because God was with him. God had empowered him and anointed him. So I want to encourage you, deal with unbelief. If you think, I can't go ahead in life because this will happen again, or they'll do that again, or I'll face the same, I want you to turn that thing off today. Your past isn't going to dictate or determine your future. The future laid ahead of you is is for your good and not not for evil, to prosper you and not to harm you. And when when I think that way, I go, God God is with me. This is an adventure to be had. This This is awesome. I'm excited about my life. I'm excited about my future. When I sit down in my circumstance, nothing's good enough. Nothing works. I I, I act contrary to who I am with with family, with friends, in in my place of work. I can't get happy with anything. But when I stand up and go, you know what? I'm not loving where I'm at or I'm not loving what I'm going through, but tomorrow is going to be better. Then I go, fantastic, let's do this. Let's just get happy. Let's just get excited. Let's just keep moving forward knowing that God is with me. Amen. I believe as a church, we're called to love forgive, be generous, be inclusive, be passionate, be committed, that we're called to make disciples, but I can only do any of these things when I've dealt with my own internal disappointments, when I've dealt with those things that have happened to me, because I can't lead somebody into breakthrough if I'm not living in breakthrough. I can't love somebody when I'm not receiving love because I'm disappointed by. I can't get committed or ask somebody else to when I'm defensive and holding back. I want to encourage, you will put on this planet with purpose. God loves you. He's for you and not... He wants your business to succeed. He wants your relationships to succeed. He wants your life to work. And then He wants you to get out on some battlefields because the awesome thing is this. David, the little shepherd boy that loved Jesus and wanted to write songs about Him, brought down an army. With a sling and a stone. God wants you to fight and to be strong and to rise up because there is an army of people out there that need to step into freedom, that need to step into breakthrough, that never will because they don't know who they are and they don't know who their God is. But we can step, we are the army of God. We're the family, of, and we can rise up. We can take what we're good at, we can use it, and God will magnify our efforts in Jesus' name. Come on, why don't we stand to our feet? Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Visit us online at c3noosa.org.